When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For the longest time, it's like, you know, Brown doesn't like Tatum, Tatum doesn't like Brown, and you never heard them talk about it. Then all of a sudden, you heard Tatum uh, come out and said, look, me and Jalen like each other, and we root for each other. And since then, it seems like they have cleared the air of people talking about one guy against the other. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a Alright, finally back with a brand new episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Josue Pavone alongside Cedric Maxwell. A brief hiatus. I mean, between me getting out of health and safety protocols and Max feeling on the weather last week, we were finally able to get together this week. What's up, Max? How are you feeling? No, I'm feeling great, man. I am uh, happy and, you know, all our subscribers who've been around and Waited for us, you know. We got some good segments for you. How about how about these two kids? One of them is Jason Tatum. The other one is Jalen Brown. But man, they they put they put one hell of a performance together. Combined for sixty six points, the Boston Celtics gave the Sacramento Kings a beating. Man, one twenty eight to seventy five. Uh, what was it? Thirty six from Tatum. You had thirty from from uh, mm-hmm. from Jalen. And of course, Tatum's coming off the fifty one piece that he had. You know, at, at the nation's capital, which I was able to see up close and personal it's it's been one, one one hell of a run i guess but of course uh two games is not quite enough right max we, we we've seen this team long enough but how do you feel about him right now just wait are you going to talk about the 0 for 27 from the three-point line are you going to get to that oh for 20 Tatum? max that was weeks ago man it, it still was like that is as glaring to think about that 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 yeah, you see the long averages though from you a how- great shooter you see how the law of averages works, though? And, you know, here's another one. Steph Curry hasn't been shooting it well here lately. And, and that's kind of crazy when you think about the greatest shooter of all time, you know, not knocking down shots. Now, they can't say they, they can't get it going. but uh, And then you look at also what's going on in Brooklyn. I mean, I'm not sure what the rant is doing up there now. And <laughs> I think the craziest thing about it, what would happen if the Knicks – made the playoffs and they were playing in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving couldn't play because there's no, there's no way in New York. Yeah. You're in New York. You're in, you, you, you gotta, you gotta avoid that. You gotta you avoid that matchup play. at all costs. If you're Brooklyn, you gotta avoid that matchup at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to avoid it? I mean, it just, it might come to that. <laughs> you better it take might, away. It might just, it might just that. come to that where, you know, Oh my God. <laughs> And I would really, I think I would love to see that. that playoff spot. 
Take away. You know what? God is a funny guy. God, God might do something like that. God might put <laughs> Kyrie Irving in a position where he's they're playing yeah. against New York and there is no away game. <laughs> that that would be. Oh, yeah, I never thought, I never thought about that. <laughs> That's funny. That'd be worth the price for me. It could happen. Home. That could happen. After after the work has to do the part though. After the wiping your feet on the leprechaun. I'm, I'm hoping that 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 does happen. <laughs> no, I haven't forgot it yet. I'm sorry. It'll, it'll come. That's that's it coming around, right, Max? What goes yeah, around comes around. What comes? I'm gonna tell you that, as they say in the Latino community, what goes around comes around. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna now you're gonna be throwing things in like that because <laughs> I always then I always think of because I always puts me in the mood when I watch Scarface that time. That was uh, that, that was that was God for it was you know Albertino did and that was it was just so it, if you look at it now it's funny it, you at that time it was pretty serious when I can't did. imagine when it came out yeah it must oh have been oh my god when it came out it was unbelievable but now you look back on it so many years ago and it's like really was he talking like that. See, see, mimicking, you know, you know, say hello to my little friend. It's like, wait, didn't they? Who was who was um another actor they had in mind that that turned it down? I, I don't don't know that one. It wasn't De Niro, but it was somebody else. I want to say, oh man, we gotta look that up too. Yeah. All right. Well, 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 Max. I, I mean, you got the back to back. You know, wins. They they blowing out teams now. You got Tatum and Brown passing Deuce back whoa, and forth, smiling. Just hugging. let me ask you this: weren't What's you mean? supposed to? Weren't you supposed to blow out Sacramento? Hold on, but you didn't let me finish. You see, you didn't even hear my question though. I'm talking about seeing Tatum and Brown hugging with Deuce and all this. We've never seen this before, Max. Like, is this significant or what? Are, are these two? You think these two have reached a point of a? Uh, of understanding, or they've actually of a cohesive unit now. Or are they? Are they? What chummy? I like about best all friends this, now. They, what I BFF? like about what I like about all this, Josue, is they have addressed it, and that's the biggest thing. For the longest time, it's like you know, Brown doesn't like Tatum. Tatum doesn't like Brown, and you never heard them talk about it. Then all of a sudden, you heard Tatum uh, come out and said, "Look, me and Jalen like each other." And we root for each other. And since then, it seems like they have cleared the air of people talking about one guy against the other. I mean, the, yeah. the question I wanted to ask you was uh, Jalen Brown during Martin Luther King's Day. Oh, and, that's right. And, and you know, the celebration. Yeah, um, we had to talk about out that. there, And he said, Martin Luther King was a great man. And everybody in Boston went, yay. And then. Two seconds later, he said, Boston has to work on on this for being, what, a racist city. It got quiet real quick. Yeah. Whoa. And yeah. a couple of boos came out of there. You, you See, you heard that, right? I feel I like people were talking hear, about that. People told me about it because I had my headphones on. I heard I it. Heard people tell me there was a couple of boos out of there. Yeah. Someone's video, one of the videos that was that was one of the ones that went viral, you can clearly hear some boos. You can hear it go down and then some boos saying, like, they don't agree. Yeah. Man. And and yeah. that to me was that was that's that's big for an athlete in his own city. Yeah, that is that's yeah, that's is. Uh, that takes the the big onions for you to come out. 
you got to have a big paycheck behind you to do something like that. Yeah. To say that your city has a problem with racism. But mm-hmm. he backed it up by saying he he put points in it about saying that this it's city lowest yeah. all the things he talked about the lowest employment uh, the lowest amount of people who could people of color who don't have homes they have to mm-hmm. rent uh, their salaries so he had statistics which backed it up and that to me was pretty powerful on his point. Oh. That's huge. It's huge, Max. I, I love that he said that and he had the stats. And of course, he's obviously been doing his homework. And I think that he's probably triggered people who may not come forward and say it, but they, maybe they're doing their own homework, you know? And, that, and, that, is, that was the big thing. Yeah, that's the best that's thing true. you can do, right? You spark doing that, you spark your that idea. homework. Right. Doing your homework and talking about the issue and having some facts to back it up. Right. That was, that was pretty big. And that was pretty ballsy for him. And that, that was... I was I was surprised, but I was also proud yeah. of the fact that he had those stats and was able to rattle that stuff off in a way that people couldn't couldn't deny it. You, yeah. you couldn't go away from it. But I've always okay. said this, and I'll say this again: Boston does not have a monopoly on racism. And racism is alive and well all over, yeah. but Boston isn't the prominent place that has it more than any other city here in America. That's what I say towards yeah. him or anybody else who want to listen. I thought Jalen crushed it. I, I really did. I, I just, the only one thing I had, the only one request I had, and we've talked about this on this podcast plenty of time, is I want people to remember, or at least the younger kids, to know how significant this Celtics franchise was in, in terms of changing things if, from the NBA standpoint, in terms of you know breaking the color barrier. You know, Red Auerbach didn't see... They, they didn't. They didn't care about you know which wh- how many white players he was going to start. He was the first one to start an entire starting five uh, of players that were all black. You know, and and that obviously pushed things forward. Maybe decades before it would have. You know, that was in the fifties, right, Max? So uh, you know, R- Bill Russell. That says it there. You know, for him to draft someone like Bill Russell and and for him to win all those titles as a player and as a coach and, and so on and so forth. None of, I don't, I'm not sure that happens in Boston if it isn't for Red Auerbach. So I, I just want yeah, that I, narrative to, to get out there and, and be flow, flowing, you know, nowadays from a national standpoint, not just around Boston, but of course, of course here in, in Boston and for, for Celtics fans to remember that and know that, you know. Well, I'll ask you a question then. Why was I linked to that I was on a white team? Oh, because not everyone – not everyone connected with the Celtics in, in, in this in this in these parts, right? In this, at least where I grew up, the OGs that I knew, they always used to tell me, "Why do you love the Celtics so much, man?" I, when I grew up, I loved the Lakers because that was, you know, the the, the Celtics were a white team, you know, and, and the Celtics fans were racist. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. They were they were a white team. Was that white? Was you're not. No, you're was not. Nate Archibald was was Dennis Robert Parrish, Joe no. Henderson, no. Mel Carr. I mean, I don't I don't quite. I don't quite understand that. And I mean, so I'm asking you as a person who linked us and said, hey, you you were a Laker fan because they were a black team and we were a white team. I didn't say that. I'm the one that got crap for being a Celtics fan growing up for, for liking the Celtics. Okay. They weren't even good when I was growing up. So, you know, I'm talking about the older kids, you know, the, the ones that were you know eight, seven, you know, whatever years older than me. And they would say, yeah, we, we because of Larry and it was Larry versus, versus Magic. They sided with magic, you know, because some people had to run home from school to, you know, because they had to avoid a, a group of white kids that wanted to beat them up for no reason. Like, you know, I'm, I would hear these stories, Max. 
you know? And, and I think I can't help but, but mm-hmm. connect mm-hmm. with people from my neighborhood that were more Lakers fans than they were Celtics fans. Nice. To this day, they feel that way. They won't like the Celtics. They just, it's just something about them because of what they, you know, what it was like growing up in Boston. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that, you know, but even you think about it now, when Paul Pierce was there and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and Rondo and Perk, was it still viewed as a white team? No. No? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> okay, there were a lot of people still would say stuff about no, the Celtics. The conversation changed to the city. That conversation never, that, that was always there. That, that talk was always there. So oh, Boston's, the only time Boston's a racist was, city. It was viewed that way was when I was on the team with Larry Bird and Kevin, Kevin McHale. Or maybe Dave Cowens and John Belichick. Max, I think it had had less to do with you. It was just because of how big the Magic versus Larry feud was. So people in Boston that were, you know, the majority of black people in Boston sided with Magic, you know? Well, I heard a lot of people who were, even when Magic did the the Larry Bird or the Celtic uh, video, a lot of Magic came out and said, Hey, there's a lot of people working in those hotels, people of color. So I hope you beat them down white boys today. Mm, I like that. So I don't know where that came from or what it was about, but truly that was one of the things that happened. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year. As we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. I mean, hey, listen, Max. I mean, the the, the, the people I'm talking about, they were kids when they were, you know, when they were had those feelings or those emotions. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... That's just the way it was around here. But again, that's why I want that narrative to get out there. You know, I would love for that to be reminded for, you know, NBA fans and, and, and Celtics fans, of course, alike to, to remember how historic, how, how changed, you know, the, the way Red Auerbach changed everything, you know. He, he did. He, he changed the dynamics of the game. I mean, right. by getting Chuck Cooper was the first black player in the NBA. And then after Chuck Cooper, you think about, he went out and traded for a a good white player to get Bill Russell, who changed the whole way the game was played and won more championships than anybody else. And then to start five black men during that particular time, they were, it was unheard of. Right. You know, they always said the Celtics back during the 60s and the time when they were winning championships, they couldn't field the Boston Garden. The Bruins could. But the Celtics couldn't. Yeah. Because people did not like the color barrier which had been broken here yeah. in Boston. But then what happens though, Max? I think you said it before. I think it's one of your quotes. Winning 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 solves everything, right? And all of a sudden everyone's like, Hey man, this team's winning. Let's let's, let's go check it out. But even out. even when they even when they won championships, it was still hard for them to sell out. Mm. That was that there's that's just a fact that when the Celtics were winning championships and the Brewers weren't winning championships, 
the Celtics could not sell out the Boston Garden. Yeah. And the Bruins could. So what was that about? What do you think? That's why I asked you. You're not going to dodge this one, okay? That's why I asked you. Ticket prices? Ticket you know? prices? What the hell are you talking about? Ticket prices? <laughs> <laughs> Just say, what are we doing? We playing dodgeball here? Are you, is that what you're doing now? Is that called dodgeball? Wait, well, what era are we talking about? Are you talking about the 80s, Max? Like, no, I, I finally had to believe. I'm talking about during the, during the 60s. Oh. That, that oh, they, when, right. the, when the Celtics won eight championships in a row, they yeah. could not sell out the Boston Garden on many occasions. Yeah. Right after the color barrier was broke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because not everyone agreed with it, Max, of course, you know? Okay. It's a thing. But at the end of the day, I mean, the popularity of, of the sport itself, along with the fact that Celtics were winning, I mean, what do you think changed over the years? You think people just adapted? Maybe they just adapted. I think the popularity of the game changed. The NBA became more popular. Um, when you think about Larry and Magic playing against each other, um, that was one of the things that changed the uh, changed the prices and the salaries for many players. Right. Was the way the game just shot up, and then you always have a next generation to come in. You know, after you had Larry and you had Magic, and then the Isaiahs of the world. But mm-hmm. then you went from that to Vince Carter. Uh, then you could think about Philadelphia with Julius Irving. Uh, the Knicks became popular with Patrick Ewing. I got uh, the game just yeah. took a, a whole nother turn when you think of that and then finally got to Michael Jordan and he elevated to a place that he was the, the most popular athlete in the world. Right. And he happened to be a basketball player. And because yeah. he was this right. basketball player, he uh, was able to lift the sport to another level. You said after the color barrier. All right, gotcha. No, you threw me off when you were like, even when they started winning championships, I'm, I'm thinking 70s to into the 80s, but I got you. Now. Yep. That was during the time they won the eight championships. And uh, Bill Russell was uh, was given the keys, I think, to Reading, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, it was at, at some event and came home and somebody took a shit in his bed. That was yes. just broke in his house to do that. How yeah. foul do you have to be? I mean, how, how foul do you have to be as a person? How disgusting do you have to be as a person to even think about something like that? Never mind, do it right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and the one thing, another thing about Boston. See, now you got to tell me all talking all negative, but you know, you bring up Bill Russell and, and and that incident. Why did it take so long for him to get that statue? Like he got it like ten years ago, Max. Like this wasn't even like like I shouldn't have been born. I shouldn't have been born yet when he got the damn statue. Why? I, why did he about it? I why talked I, about. I talked like, about this. Man. I know. I talked about this very thing. It's insane. Uh, many years when I was on WEI, uh, when you were what, what was that you were doing back in the, at the time? Mm. Uh, what were you a something jam? Was a Mecco kid? Mecco kid? A Mecco kid? No, no, not when you Mecco kid. When you were working for EEI and you were uh, going to these events, what were you? Oh, whoa, man, that was. My- I got my foot in the door. Uh, I was working. For, I was in a, a yeah, uh, promotion. working promotions. Yeah. Right? I I was doing that yeah. when I first got I back to, to I first got back to Boston. 
I would say that I said, if we're a great city, and I'd always end mine by saying one thing. And they always have, you know, the guys say, okay, what do you have to say? I say, I'm going to do what I normally do all the time. Until this city gives Bill Russell a statue, they have done themselves done themselves an injustice. Mm-hmm. And then Barack Obama picked up on it. Yeah. One of the Celtics owners picked up on it. And next thing you know, there was a statue. And I still think there should have been a statue in front of uh, the Boston Garden. Yeah, uh, I still believe that. I mean, I understand Seriously. in City Hall, that's a great, great honor. But I still believe there should have been a statue that should have been in front of the Boston Garden someplace. I agree. One thousand percent. I hope I don't know. Hopefully it changes. But yeah, even that, even the placement is off. The whole thing. They just they just butchered the whole thing, man. They botched the whole thing, man. Just a botch job. But man, ugh, I digress. Anyways. With that, we'll wrap up this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Uh, next week, we'll see how this Celtics team is doing. Uh, of course, it'll be – technically, it is our – trade season's already begun, but, of course, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear some wild rumors between now and then. So we'll we'll uh, break that all down. We'll keep it We'll keep it mostly Celtics. And, of course, we'll have to get into our, our music battle, Max. Don't think I forgot about that. We're gonna no, remember. I haven't forgot about it at all because I got some great country western tunes that I want you to hear. What, what are you doing? You know, like, you know what? That is Dude. why I want to get you. There's a, I want you to. You talk, shit, you talk shit about my, my Red Hot Chili Peppers? Huh? All right. All right. I did, yeah. Right. Let me do my nose like that. What? Red Hot Chili <laughs> no, Peppers? The reaction to the songs I'm going to play, man, is going to make it so worth it, man. You're going to be. <laughs> well, the reaction that you're going to have to Chris Stapleton is going to be uh-huh. so like, yeah. You're going to be like, damn. Damn. I can hear the I can hear the cowboy boots clicking now. I, I'm, I'm telling you, Joe Sway, you listen to this song, and yeah. I want you to hear it live because we're gonna have to get this reveal. This is one of those reaction videos that you and I have not done, <laughs> but uh, and that that we're gonna have to do. I, my other reaction video has to be, I think it was last week, and we have to get it. Uh, YouTube had a had James Worthy lying on. He was lying down on the. Um, uh, the the not on the bench, but it was a little stanchion he was standing on because he was just so disgusted the way the Lakers were playing, and so I'm, I'm I was uh, that was another reaction video that you and I have to see. But there have been some incredible things in the association. I All mean right. that John Morant, uh, you know we we're gonna do some John Morant block. Yeah, we gotta talk about John, man. We gotta that talk about was, yeah. We'll, I, we'll, we'll never do seen up. anything like that before. We'll recap the, the the first half of the season for sure, because before you know it, it'll be All Star break. So we got we got a yeah, lot of fun yeah. stuff for you guys, man. We appreciate you guys uh, staying patient with us. You know, this is I think this is our first episode of the new year, but we appreciate you guys. Obviously, there's been a lot going on. Uh, Max and I will actually be in Atlanta as well for the Celtics road trip. Wait a minute so- before we before we finish, we definitely want you to mash that subscribe button and like Absolutely. button and all that. But I have to ask you a question. Before it happens, and I'm going to ask you, will Brad Stevens make a major move before the season, before the trade deadline? No. Major move? No. Don't think so. Don't think so. All right. Well, you see, this is what, what I like because now you are on camera saying this. If he makes a major move, I'm going to be like, yeah. yo, uh, engineer, run that back. All right. Yo, run what? that yo. back. 
Yeah, watch Smart get traded tomorrow. Watch, watch. Well, okay, well, <laughs> run that piece back. That'll be good. So, guys, we do appreciate you. Thank Absolutely. you for uh, being uh, with us on this podcast. This journey has been unbelievable. We got some great guests coming up here in this uh, this next year, this year. Uh, and it's going to be pretty fascinating, some of the people we're going to talk to. So, uh, guys, stay with us. We love you. And uh, as we, you and Joe say, Joe Sway and I always say, keep it on the what? On it. On it. Keep it on the on it. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> no, you, you, you were saying, like, we get, like, you know, Tom Brady said, let's go. You know, ours is going to be. Yeah. Keep it on the on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> All right.